Welcome to A Streetcar Named Rejection, the podcast that explores the business side of show business. I'm Catherine Mullins. And I'm Andrew L. <laughs> and today we're discussing first onset experience with Ariana Regoza. Hey. Hello. Hi, Hello, Ari. Ari. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy you're Thanks. here. I'm blushing. Our first in-person guest. <gasps> yeah, it is. Right? This is so exciting. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I Our last one was before. a Colin. <gasps> which was wonderful but now we have someone in the flesh Collins. oh my yeah. goodness wow. <laughs> we have the phone here yeah. and, <laughs> and a microphone <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so for context i have known miss ari for three and a half years because we studied together at nyu at still adler studio True. of acting mm. so i've known her for a while Correct. wonderful person just met ari today false yeah That's i a- thought i used it andrea and so I was really surprised to be seeing. Yeah, it's actually Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Oh, see the W. I it's, just looked it at gets it. Lost. Yeah, it, it gets does, lost. It does. It does. No, Ari and I were in a musical together at the People's Improv Theater last year. Called. Called Aliens, Aliens Coming. Coming. I almost so forgot what it was called. <laughs> I, my hands are sweaty right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I just did that thing where I looked at your lips and I'm like, say what he says. Aliens, Aliens. Coming. <laughs> Aliens Coming. Aliens Coming. That was a fun show. Oh, uh, it was. It was a. It was a. It, it was, was a great. fun time when we did it for a long. It was yeah, a long almost run. a year. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get into it <laughs> with a, with a very heavy handed question. So Ari. How would you describe yourself as an artist? Where's my word? <laughs> well, so more of like a like for people who don't know you, yeah, introduce what, yourselves. Yeah. Like where are you from? How you what do you like? Um, what, what are your what are, what are some your highlight, favorite foods? Highlight projects. Okay, I'm gonna answer all seven questions at the same time. Um <laughs> wait, no, seriously. Okay, so yeah. um I'm from a small little town called Los Angeles. Uh, in California, and that's a pretty, that's a pretty big town. I yeah, I don't know, but okay, okay, sure. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, I forgot like the other six questions. No, just you know, how did you get to New York? And okay. just like describe yourself as an artist a little cool. bit, and yes. you know, or I, I already said you went to NYU, I but did. you know, um, what are you doing right now? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just like a that little I can do. sum. Little snip. Little snip. Sure. I transferred into NYU after getting my GE at a city college in Los Angeles, and studied at Stella Adler. Met Catherine. Walked past Andrew in the hallways. Um, what did you think? of me stop was I an idiot was i a loser was i cool All and then the i graduated <laughs> and uh, it was pretty crazy and you so did stone street right i did that's right i did stone street for a semester learned about things that's the film and television acting studio at NYU and yeah. you can do it outside of yes. NYU as yeah. well. Yeah, but it's super also. insightful at the end of education mm-hmm. at NYU because it's after you've done all this training and understand technique or, or whatever you get out of it. I think Stone Street was a great place to really break down like what happens next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool to end on that note. And since then, well, we had aliens coming after graduation. We just like right. slipped right into that. That took that like sailed me into like a slight, I don't know, just like kickoff to, I guess, your career post grad mm-hmm. life. Sure. Um, and I now work as a barista 
Uh, tons of fun cafes around the city. That's so fantastic. Catch me slinging lots of barista or barista? No, my mom's is barista. I think it's heinous, and I will repeat it. <laughs> I'll repeat sorry, it all the time. Like, that laugh is really loud into the microphone. Sorry. Um, all right. Also, you do have one little talent, though. Not only are you incredibly <laughs> musical, but in Aliens Coming. Everyone, including myself, because I saw it twice. Oh my god, he did! No, wow. but the, only the second, only the second <laughs> time had, only the second time I believe had this quality. Ari is an excellent rapper. Oh, I did steal all the attention on one of Andrew's songs. It was yes. awesome. Yes. It was yes. the love song. It was great. The, show, the love duet, and Ari's just on the other side of the stage rapping. Yes. Wait, wait, did you know the way that that originated? Like that, the way I budged myself into that song was we were recording the album for like Spotify or iTunes mm-hmm. or whatever in a bedroom and they're like and I I just chime in during rehearsals playfully and then they like love it. And so I remember Joe Kelly, writer of Aliens Coming, was like, "Oh, um yeah, so let's record you interjecting." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, just like freestyle and record it. We only have one take." So, and I was like, uh. <gasps> I was like, "Are you and so I think I just went in there and I blacked out and then I took off the headphones and everyone was cracking up. I was like, I don't even know what I said. And whatever I said was exactly what I did in the show. So it just like all that. It's hilarious. I it highly was recommend amazing. you guys, you guys check out the song on iTunes or Spotify. What's it called? The, Sex is Sexy. Yes. It's called Sex is Sexy from the cast album. The Aliens Coming, the musical cast album. It's, it's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. That's it's amazing. On iTunes. And that is improv recorded. So Ari. We wanted to have you on the pod today because we wanted to talk to you about a little something, a little bit about your first onset experience. Because I'd feel as an actor, a kind of a not a huge step, but a really interesting step in someone's career is like the first time you get actually paid to do the thing you love. To do the thing. Yeah. Yes. To be in a commercial, to be on a film set, to mm-hmm. uh, be on, you know. A television series to actually get paid to be on a stage and oh i we want to talk to you about a little onset experience you had with one channel called hbo h hbo hbo hello <laughs> <laughs> so um all right okay so let's start from the beginning just because i think it, uh, you wouldn't you say that this is it's a I'd say it's an interesting thing to. Absolutely. I think this is. Yeah. We're. Yeah. I think we're all going to have face this at hopefully all face this at some point. And it's it's good to hear everyone's first or good to hear a, a, someone's perspective on what it was like to be on set for the first time. Yeah. And being like in a professional shoot. Yes. Et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so can mm-hmm. you take us through it? Yeah. So Ari, how'd you get the audition? Um, and what was it like what it was for oh yeah yeah sorry let's 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 start there yeah okay i was on the season finale of high maintenance season two which just premiered last friday the 19th um so that's that's what the part was and and as high net high maintenance works it's an anthology so pretty much every episode is about a different character so there's not a lot of reoccurring characters there are some the whole thing is string strung along by the guy who was a drug dealer. And so each episode is about who he's dealing weed to. Well, a casting director had reached out to me. Um, the He was a friend of a friend, a mutual friend, had this connection. And he was asking for funny people. She was on an episode 
uh, earlier, he had casted her and he had said, hey, like you did great. You're in this age range. Do you have any friends who do comedy who kind of look like this? And he sent her like a YouTube link of just like this funny Vine video. I don't really know. And so she said my name. And so I became in contact with this casting associate and he was just like, yeah, okay, come on in. These are the sides. Blah, 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 blah. It's HBO. Um, So every single time I've had a professional audition, I just freak out. I I go into, oh my God, everything I've ever learned. Print out the sides, highlight this, highlight this, you know, all the moments in green and highlight all your lines in pink. And just like, I've always freaked out and I've, I've always made the project bigger than myself, way Mm, bigger, mm -hmm. especially if it's has a name like HBO. So this time I, I just didn't, I just didn't print out the sides. I, Kind of made it about really? playing. I didn't. I couldn't. No, I just, I did think I just needed to like make it seem the most nonchalant thing ever for myself. Okay. Um, and made it more about like, what shirt am I going to wear? What shirt makes me feel like this? And what was funny is that the part, the breakdown for the character was like, she has a shaved head or her hair is blue. She has piercings and tattoos yeah. and all this stuff. And I was very, and then the video, like it all kind of was just like, was this idea of a person that I really didn't see myself fitting into. Um, but which was great because I was like, oh, my God, that's so much to play with. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I went in and everybody around me had printed sides, different highlighted, whatever, like done the thing that I should have done yeah. and would have done. Um, but this time I went in, I remember reading a map of like ancient Mesopotamia in the casting office. And I was <laughs> there. I got there so early and they were like, hi, you know, come on in, whatever. And I'm like, OK, I'm just going to be over here. And like I can hear everybody talking and everybody like reviewing their lines. I'm like, just read the map. I was like, I can't even think about what I'm here for. I just got to read the amazing. map. Um, and like my I would deviate and I would like listen to I was like, oh, that's my same line. Or, oh, God, that guy's going to do that. And people were coming in with piercings and tattoos and the look. And I was like, see, that's the look. Did I tell you guys that I took my earring out of my ear and I put it in my nose to make it look like I had a septum piercing? Oh my God. I did that's incredible. 30 minutes before the audition. Wait, how'd you stick it in? It's, I just held it in the subway the entire time. I like, just like literally I was in the subway holding my nose like this just to put pressure so that it like I don't know. I was trying to like close it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. For it's like very malleable. Listeners, she currently has her fingers, her thumb and her index finger, thumb and her index finger on her nose, in clenching it. In well, that's what it was like. Yeah. That's I mean, amazing. The that, earring was malleable. You know what that is? Dedication. That's yeah, absolutely. So, and that's what got me the part really. Um, no, but it was just a funny occurrence because I was pressing this thing into my nose, the whole subway ride. Didn't it hurt? Um, no, it's like a very thin gold tube. You really cannot even see it. So the fact, but it brought me so much. Like it was so important to me. I was like, just focus on this thing. Holding it my was my biggest fear was it falling out in the middle of the audition. Um, but I was just holding it there because I needed to fit in. And I remember going in, just doing it once. Um, what was the scene? The scene was us. I think watching the solar eclipse and just like we're talking about the tools that we're using and like, oh, you like use this to look at the solar eclipse. And one of the characters has like a nipple piercing. That's the role I went out for. I had was like had an infected nipple piercing and they you know what? So did I ever tell you the story? Oh, my God. It's all hitting me again. Um, Sorry if I'm talking too no. much. OK, this, well, is, this is a this is a talking podcast. Oh, oh we're supposed to talk. OK, perfect. It's working out. So um. <laughs> So the whole thing was like, there's a bit about my character having an infected nipple and showing the rest of the characters on camera or whatever. And I was like, oh, shoot. And the casting director associate had said, he's like, don't worry about the nipple bit. Um, we're probably going to write it out later. So just like breeze over it. And did I tell you that a lot of the lines 
would say like, oh my God, I went on his Instagram and then all of a sudden it said improvise. Oh and God. like, really? Just, yeah. And then the ending of both scenes was, would trail off and just be like, and the top of the sides actually said, do not say these words verbatim, say them how you want to say them. You're just kidding. Say yeah. I wonder if that's how they write or a lot of people are like that. Hmm. Like a, yeah. a lot of shows do that. I'm curious. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, the show is so set in now New York City, Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just such a I think you have to capture a real a realistic yeah. perspective. It and really it, said do it in your own voice. Yeah, it did. Wow. And some, I'm telling you, some of the lines were unfinished because it said improvise because it said say this in your own words. Um, That's so, awesome. I remember they were like, yeah, yeah. Like, so it said that. And they said like, don't really mention the nipple bit. And I was like, okay, all right. Don't mention the nipple bit. And so, um, there was a part <laughs> where a character is like, it ends like the la- one of the last lines, the other character saying, how do I know if I'm going blind? And I'm supposed to respond back. And I was like, what do you see? And I pulled my shirt up and the casting director was like, um, a bra. And I was like, yeah, underneath that bra, what do you see? She was like, a nipple. I'm like, yeah, what kind of nipple? And she's like, um, an infected one. I'm like, yeah, you're not blind. And she was like, okay, cut. Um, <laughs> she's like, okay. She's like, yeah, I thought we cut the, n- you got the note that we're not going to really have the nipple bit yeah. in there. Right. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. I just, Wait, I don't know what happened there. And she's like, you show your nipple in the audition. I just pulled it up so you can see my bra. Oh, I was wearing okay, a bright red bra. And I just, that's why I kept saying like, yeah, yeah what do you see? And do that. So, um, so yeah, so it's funny. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, you just didn't have to. I'm like, I know. She's like, okay, let's do the second scene. And so I'm like, sure. So we do the second scene and I think it's like coming to a close and I like, I like reached for something and I pull my hand back and I, it like hit my boob and I was like, ah, oh. and her as the character was like, oh, what's wrong? I was like, nothing, just a little tender. And she was like, oh, hmm. She's like, okay, cut. So you brought back the nipple. And I was like, I know. I'm sorry. You know, what? it's just in my head. You said not to mention it. And like, I think oh I just God. like want to mention it more. And she's like, very interesting. And we kind of had like a conversation after that. And I was like, you know what? That was so fun because I, it's just play. It's just, I just thought of it like yeah. a workshop class. And, and then I got called back and I got, ended up getting a different role in the same scene because they actually were like, Ariana, if you were considered, how realistic are you about showing nudity? Because you kind of kept mentioning the nipple. And I'm like, oh, I was like, just about that. I was just kind of having fun. I like don't really yeah. know how I feel about <laughs> it. Um, and it, this would have been like my first, this is before I knew I got cast. I was like, oh my God, imagine having my first role. It's on HBO, like friends and family can see it. And I'm like. Oh, by the way, um, my nipples and like dad, like, you know what I mean? How am I going to show that to people or tell people about that? So it was just in my head. And at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? It's all prosthetics. It's not even a real nipple. So I was like, it's fine. And then like, then they got back to me. He's like, okay, you're saved. You can tell your mom that you don't have to show your nipple on national television. Oh, so they ended up not doing it. Um, well, I got a different role. So the girl who did it, you will see a real nipple piercing. Yeah. That's awesome. You got that role, mm-hmm. uh, and then what was the what was the time frame from I got the email that I got the role to, uh, to actually shooting? Yeah, or like just audition to getting the role to shooting. Like what what yeah. was kind of the time frame? I mean, the turnaround between finding out about the audition, I think was it wasn't the next day, but it might have been the day after. It was mm-hmm. either the next day or the day after. I found out at work. Um, but and then from there, I think it was. Like a week later that you that I was starting to film again or, oh, or wow. starting to film for that episode. Or maybe it was 
two weeks. It just was, it all kind of happened. Wait a second. Yeah, because it was immediately after Aliens Coming ended. And I don't think I knew when we were all together. Okay, so once you were ready to shoot and everything, Mm -hmm. what was it like on set and everything? Uh, It was really, so we actually, holding was in the basement of a church, uh, church school facility across from Prospect, Prospect Park, which was where we filmed. It was right across the street, but... Um, school was still happening and it was like young children. And I also don't know if I told you this, but when I went to my fitting, I was there for like an hour and they gave us whatever, all these different outfits. And they're like, you know, you're a hipster, you're in Brooklyn. Like, these are all the things we bought for you. I was like, oh, this is really fun. We had a good time. It was great. Whatever. And they're like, anything else you want to try? Cause it was just a whole floor of so many fun outfits and costume, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, can I just like have fun for a little bit? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I didn't think they were going to watch me, but I would just put on the most ridiculous clothing. <laughs> and I put on this outfit where I pull like high, high, like fishnets all the way up to like my belly button and put on these like itty bitty 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 purple like booty short. I was just having fun. And I found this, jer- it's all because I found this one cropped jersey that said babes only from oh like forever God. 21. Oh it was insane. I was like, I have to wear this, but I like, and it's a fun top, but I need the bottoms to be like ridiculous. And so I put it on. They were like, oh, my God. They're like, we need to have a photo shoot of this. And so they did it. And they sent those pictures to the producers and to, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. the hymen and whoever. And they picked that outfit. You're kidding. So Man, it goes to show just being creative. And- yeah. Yeah. You can have it. You can have an impact on what you what your character wears. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. I thought it was the best idea ever. That. Yeah. And if you're just nice about it and you're like, let's have fun. It's and not, you know, pushy or anything. Mm-hmm. It, that's so awesome. Totally. Oh, yeah. I mean, did they ask you to bring anything in? Any of they your own did. stuff? They said to bring in what I wore to the audition and then like anything else I thought would I think is a good idea or mm-hmm. whatever. Um. Yeah, so like I ended up wearing my own shoes or something like that. But um, I think it's just super interesting that it probably your idea of the character changed throughout that entire day because you got to you tried on that one crop crop top and was just like, wait, what if we go with that in that direction? And then yes. it informs that. Oh, my God. Yes, because then I'm sure they had to adjust. I don't know whose fitting was first, but like then we adjust because I'm in on like I'm in an ensemble of friends and mm-hmm. like the scenes are this mm-hmm. group of friends. So we all had to kind of um compliment each other in a way. So now that I'm this person in this outfit, it was just funny the way we all blend together. Yeah. Um so I thought it was a great idea. I was thrilled until I had to use the restroom with like three-year-old children getting out of Bible class. And no way. you don't understand. <laughs> Phenomenal. How- and Phenomenal. like their teachers are standing outside to like walk them back to class because there's so many film things going on. Oh boy. Yeah. It was rough. It was just different. It was just part of being on the set there anyways. But yeah, so uh, it was cool. Okay. So quick question. Um, yeah. how was the director? How was working with, cause he writes acts in the show and, and directs. directs. Yes. It's, it's a collaboration between him and Katja no, Ben well, Sinclair. Ben Sinclair. Ben Sinclair. And then Catch Up Blitchfield. Okay. Um, so they created the show together. And pretty much the way it kind of works is he directs uh, scenes that he's not in. And then she directs scenes that he is in. Um, and I'm sure they go dibble dabble elsewhere. But uh, pretty much the scheme of how it all works. Mm-hmm. Um, however, 
this is okay. Yes. And I was like, how did I not answer the first question before? Um, when I showed up that morning, they got dropped off on the other side of the park or something, something had happened and catch had gotten a really bad bike accident and oh. was immediately rushed, was immediately rushed to the hospital. So she wasn't on set. And wow. Everybody, I think, was a little high strung. I mean, I didn't know the people, so it was kind of hard for me to be able to dictate like, oh, yeah, it's tense on set today because this is my first mm-hmm. time meeting them. But I had just been hearing around like, oh, yeah, OK, so we're kind of working around and it was really stressful. It was like a really cloudy day and we're shooting the solar eclipse, which was such a sunny day. Yeah. And like that's the whole point and the lighting, the natural lighting is so essential. So it was just kind of a stressful situation um entirely and i i didn't really figure this out until later so i actually never got to work with katcha which was such a shame but i had scenes with ben so oh, wow so he directed and was in the scenes with you yeah he I, direct he was nobody else took over really so he directed the scenes he was he in? directed what? the scenes he was in um I mean, I had to film for two days because I think the first day was just so hectic and we were really behind. We filmed a little bit, but um, so the, it was the second day that we really hit the the meat of the scenes that I was in. So he had a monitor on his lap. We're in a picnic and he had a monitor. Am I saying too much about what? No, I'm not. No, no. no. Okay, Keep going. Great. Keep going. Like, this, is, this is what we want to know. It's like logistically, like uh, sort of not to be actory, but like beat by beat, like what you went through because while we may not experience this exact thing, it's good to know, like, Absolutely. oh, this is what kind of what an experience is like when you're working with an actor director. Yeah, no, yeah, I've totally. never done that before, and so I don't know what it's like. Like, I'm curious. What, you'll explain it, I'm sure, but curious what it was like from when action was called what that experience yeah was like. totally he, and you know what this reminds me of just quickly is i remember when argo came out very similar interviews with ben affleck because he was the director as well mm-hmm. and he would have to direct himself in scenes mm-hmm. and i always thought that was how would one do that i have like the wherewithal like like see big picture but also see character at the end yeah totally. yeah and also i find it incredibly difficult to i guess give yourself notes i'm curious if they have people i mean yes i mean we we probably must have been easier with kacha there to be like to be the director hey ben this well i i can't speak for them obviously but maybe they give each other notes i don't know but anyway um so maybe 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 ben affleck had casey on set probably (laughs) (laughs) or uh or um what's his name um uh, matt matt damon matt damon (laughs) matt damon just showed up on set well didn't he produce it we're, I'm not sure. I don't know. We're off topic. Okay, okay. So monitor. he had a monitor on his lap. Oh yeah, monitor on his lap. And you know what's funny? Like I think before I was realizing, I was watching him like do his own scenes, and I was thinking about that. Like, how is he doing that? But he brings so much of himself to what that character is. Really? Uh, totally. And there's like a lot of free form. I mean, you saw the audition, or you didn't see the audition sides, but I just told you about the audition sides. How there's a lot of just like free form, yeah. improvise, like feel it out in the moment type of thing. Um, so I think they have. A, I mean, this is entirely all he does. So not all he does, but I mean, like this is his this thing. Is his product. So yeah. I think he Their has a really product. good sense for it. So I think being on the other side was extremely just something I had never done before. Um, so, yeah, he had the monitor in his lap 
And, you know, every now and then I would like lean over and be like, oh, okay, there I am. That's what I look like. And there'd be times where he's like, okay, I want you to like really like go for it this time. Like with this take, I want you to like really scream this part. And then I want you to lean over and grab it at this time. Da, da, da. And like, like, yeah, like, let's just kind of keep doing what we were doing before. Da, 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 da. Um, and so, so when we do that, when we get to that moment, just like really take da, 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 and action. It's like, oh, and it was just odd. I think I like malfunctioned for a minute because I was like, I was just listening to you as the actor action. You're a different person now. I'm a different person now. Uh, we were doing this and it was hard to like take um, a note and take that note so quickly. Not so much that one thing that I fell myself falling into the pit of was, oh God. And it was just like, I could feel myself doing this. Um, was I was like, vying for his approval as I'm acting for him because oh, he's yeah. the director as, as well the director mm. even though I'm like wait no no okay so like the surface is us talking as characters the the uh, subtext is is my acting good is this what you wanted in the scene when you just told me that so that was actually That's the most tough. difficult yeah. part for me and I was like stop falling for this stop falling for this and so every time I would like speak a line I'm like mm. and so oh it, yeah so, I mean like it was just a thing to work around be really as what was grateful is like, as it was happening, I was aware. I was like, Oh my God, I feel this. I feel myself doing this. Okay. So I think that was the biggest obstacle was like working around that. And I, the biggest thing that helped me was I was in a scene with like five other people. And yeah. that's actually what we were doing. What we were doing was talking about this subject, laughing at each other, or like just, the scene was actually, it concludes and just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say too much, but what I'm saying is like, when you focus on what you're given, despite, I think we've done the hard stuff already being mm -hmm. in a black box to do all your scene work, to pretend you're in a park, to pretend that it's raining and to pretend yeah. that you're married and getting a divorce. That technique. And yes, that technique work. But like he, in this setting, I'm like, wow, I'm literally in it. Nothing on this set is artificial. I'm not imagining anything. So yeah, I have everything at my fingertips mm -hmm. and yeah. that's what was able to just like salvage my brain yeah. and, and get to doing that. So yeah, that was really unique and my experience. I'm curious, before you guys actually literally action started shooting, did you get to talk to Ben much? Did you get to know the other girls that you were shooting mm -hmm. with? Did you guys rehearse, rehearse yeah. at all? Or uh, was it just essentially, all right, run your lines, go. No, yeah, we did have a lot of, because the weather was being so finicky, we had a, the people that I was in, a, on, in the scene with we had a lot of time and there was a lot of holding time. So even just us being in our places on set, we were there for a long time. We would rehearse, go over things. We didn't really get to rehearse with Ben super a lot. I think we'd have like, actually, if it wasn't that bad, we'd have like five minutes between us going. We'd like bop around through the lines, just saying them. Uh, and then we would we would film it. But again, the weather was finicky. So as soon as a cloud would go over, hold. OK, this is a great place to run lines and rehearse. Let's do it. And so um, we kind of got to do that a lot. But Ben, I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with at all. Um, I mean, the episode includes so many different actors, so many mm -hmm. different scenes. And he's a director for all of them yeah. in that last episode. So, I, I mean, there are things, there are other parts of the whole entire episode that I wasn't there for in different days. I mean, it took more than just the two days I was on set for to, to get through that. So mm -hmm. Catcher was there for that. But, um, yeah, I like would meet him once, talk to him a few times before we actually started mm -hmm. working together. Um, I actually introduced myself as Arania 
And he was like, oh, Arania, great. And I was like, ah. And I like wanted to take it back at the moment, but we were like already talking about something Wait, else. Why did you introduce yourself as that? I was nervous. Oh, I, like, I thought you were like, I'm going to give him a fake name or no, something. No, no, I thought he'll he never was, catch me. <laughs> I'll be like, you'll remember me forever. <laughs> um, no, I think he's so cool. Or And as he was going, he was going like down the line of the people yeah. that I was in a scene with. And he's like, hi, Ben, Ben, Ben. I'm like, Arania. He's like, oh, great. Or, Cause he would repeat the names. Back. He's like, you know, yeah. oh, Michelle, Michelle. Great. Oh, Brian, Brian, Arania, Arania. Great. Arania. I'm like, wow. Nope. Dude, I've done that before. One time I met, so I can't remember who it was. It was someone famous and I knew who the person's name was before I met them. And I introduced myself as the name of the person oh i swear to god i can't remember who was it it was someone at i think new york theater workshop or something and they were outside the theater and i came up to them and i was like hi i'm a carrie coon and it wasn't carrie coon but it was someone and they were like what and i was like Oh my god! <laughs> That's not my name. But imagine like so a fan coming up to you and saying that though, it's the most endearing thing ever. Oh my god! Aww. I remember that so clearly. Like it wasn't correcting. Carrie Coon, but it was someone in a big theater, and I I was so embarrassed. Oh I was my like, god! Oh my gosh! My name's actually Catherine, not your name. Oh my god! That's actually so funny. That's so that is oh endearing. Oh my god! Anyway, <laughs> okay, okay. So I have to ask, um, how many hours in general were you on set, and when did you get over there? Like, what time? I think I had to get over there around like seven or eight. It was like a pretty good, solid time in the morning. And then I think I was like the first day. I really didn't get to do much um, actual acting on the camera. Um, so I think I got let go maybe like six, and then the next day, maybe it was a little bit longer. I think I came in like nine mm-hmm. and then ended mm-hmm. probably like at eight or something like 11 hour day but i mean there's so much downtime and other yeah. things yeah. and lunch and yeah. yeah that's not too bad okay so practically speaking i gotta ask because you mm-hmm. know how long after your sh- did you shoot because i i guess i just don't know, know these things how long after did you shoot were you paid like did you actually oh, get the money that is a good 10 thousand years for them to pay you yeah really from personal experience i've always found that they take so long i take so i haven't haven't gotten paid on film before but i've gotten paid on theater before and it didn't take that long oh okay i've never gotten paid for theater but commercials and film really it's taken a long time i what about you i like i was i think i remember being like oh my god here it is um within a month I'm just saying this because I feel like this is something that people practically want to know because they have to pay bills. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I think what I was, I was like, oh yeah, that was like a fun little day I had. And then like kept working my day job. And then it was like a surprise. And I was like, oh my God, I got to check. Oh my God. This is it. Honestly, I feel like it was two weeks maybe. Okay. Two weeks. You got this job through friends. It wasn't through an agent. I do not have an agent. I do not have a manager. If you're okay. listening, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm interested. I was, I'm just I'm thinking about something else. I'm, I'm, I'm just. No, I meant like if there was agents and managers out there listening, I'm available. Oh, uh, actually, maybe she didn't mention it, and I just grilled you for no, no reason. No, yeah, no, I did she mention didn't. it. Sorry. So I'm sorry too, but I kind of like watching you suffer. So that's yeah, nice. That's nice. Um, because <laughs> I think that that's probably why it took longer for me because it has to go through a, a people an enti- another right. entity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that makes sense. Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha, yeah, that gotcha. actually makes sense. Okay, so um, we're the youngest person on set. 
I actually think so. I think I was the youngest person with a role in my scene. There's mm-hmm. like a, a scene with a kid or whatever, but I think amongst the group of like young yeah. hipster people. Were there any drama school kids who people who had gone to drama school? Yeah. There was another girl from NYU, Tish. She graduated a few years before me. We have mutual friends, but we didn't know each other at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think people from that just did different things for sure. Um, and extras who were filling in our scene, like part of our group. Yeah. It might've been my age or younger. Maybe, maybe a little bit younger. Maybe. No, actually just probably my age. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So since you were on, um, the show, I'm curious how you have, because like you said, you're not rep by someone. Have you been able to, I don't know, frame this on your resume or in cover letters or possibly yeah, it to, to get other auditions? Yeah. Yeah. Or just how have you, how has this changed the way you have auditioned since, mm-hmm. or have you noticed it? Uh, have you had the ability to use this, you know, an HBO credit yeah. um, to get other auditions? I just see you walking into a room being like, excuse me, I was, I was on, on HBO. HBO. I don't mean Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, I'm not saying, you know, I know. but it, it is a good but like, credit. First credit. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Okay. You're not, you know, I don't know the like lead on, you know, <laughs> right. an HBO show, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm saying, you know, it is a nice credit to have on. And yeah. I think you could use it to say, you know, Hey, this is something I've done recently. Totally. Um, yeah, I, I did like send out cover letters to different managers and agents. There was just a moment that I freaked out where I didn't understand. Like we've talked about it. We've had classes on it. I think teachers and professionals go over it when you're a student and like you mean you do your research. School? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I still don't like there are things about SAG and the rules and like oh three times the waivers, mm. all these things. And, like, oh, it depends on the, the size of the part and what it's listed as. Are you a principal? Are you a support? Like there's just so many things that I didn't have answered that um, freaked me out. And I was like, oh, my God, I just want an agent and a manager because I feel like I need somebody to answer these questions. Mm-hmm. So I think that was my first point of action was sending cover letters, putting in like, hey, I just I'm doing this project right now. I just finished this project, like leading with that and sending them my updated resume with like, you know, instead of it says director and maybe where you would put theater and I would usually put like Stella Adler. I put like HBO, Ben Sinclair. That's what I'm doing right now. Like I'm an active, I just got myself there. Mm-hmm. So I've like proven, I like to me, I'm like, I've proven that I could be hired to do this so mm-hmm. I can make you money and like answer my questions or I don't really know what, I just feel like that was like, the one thing I had to leverage me as you were saying. And so just took to that funny though. I had just had my first audition since then last Saturday. Oh, oh nice. awesome. Yeah. Well, can we ask what it's for? Yeah. It's for a, or it was for a, um, a lab, like an AEA lab oh, of yeah, a yeah. new workshop, a new musical. Jeez. I can't speak. Oh, awesome. How'd you what get was, that? What was the show? Oh, what's the name of the show? Yeah. It's called home street home. Okay, I think I, I think I saw a notice Ooh. for that. Yeah, uh, that's right? the only reason why I'm asking because within the past like week and a half, I've gotten a lot of notices for like it seems like everyone is doing a lab right now. There seems right. to be like seven or eight of them. Actually, I saw this on um, Actors Access and was like, yes. oh, okay, and then like never really paid that much mind. And then the casting associate of High Maintenance had reached out to me, 
So it was him again. It was the same person. And he was saying, he's like, once upon a time, I was involved in casting for musical theater. He used to work at Telsey. Gotcha. Um, And that is how he met my friend because she was an intern. He was an assistant or an associate or something. He moved on to do his own thing. So and Telsey and Co is one of the biggest casting offices for Broadway shows. Just for yeah. those, right? So, you, but you, oh, um, just clarify. You said, but you also submitted yourself on Actors Access. No, I just saw it. Oh, it was funny because he like brings and, it. He brought it up, and I was like, hmm. This, I, or the character that he brought up sounded familiar, and I was like, what? And then I realized, like, oh, I think I just saw that in passing on Actors Access, just because you had mentioned you've been seeing a lot of laps. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, and then like. He called me in for that thing. Oh, so that's how you got it. He called you in who mm-hmm. was, oh my gosh, man, gosh, that's awesome. really personal relationship begets yeah. other jobs. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because I'm I mean, not saying like use it like that. I'm no. just saying that, you know, it, it's so interesting how that happens. Yeah. Especially because I had auditioned for him for like a one time filmy, like super realistic role. And to just ask like, Oh, come in for a musical theater audition. It was like, oh God, that's like a whole different medium singing involved. And yeah, it, it was just a big risk, I think. So I assume either by your resume or speaking to him, he totally. knew that you were musical. It must have been the resume. I we'd never talked about that, about singing or aliens coming. Did you freestyle on set? No, I think I just showed him my red bra and he's like, Oh, musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh so my god. I must have screamed. God. Musical theater. Red bra, musical theater. Yeah. She I, is Patty Lapone. Yeah. Oh goodness, <laughs> that is phenomenal, man. Okay, okay. So, so as of right now, mm-hmm. um, you already mentioned your survival job. Yes. Um, but y- we can't currently see you in anything, correct? Or like, are, are you in any shows? Are you are you in anything that we can see you in? Either f- obviously, High Maintenance, which is coming out soon. Yeah, I mean, the premiere was last Friday, and I'm in the finale, which is. Okay. Ten weeks from okay, well, last Friday. Anticipation. Or nine weeks from last Friday. I'm gonna be butting my nails. Yay. Oh, we're watching though. Oh god. Yes. We're gonna have a screening party. Guys, okay, oh, wait, can I talk about one? well my roommate wants to have one. Can can we talk about because I think this is actually a real not fear, but like a real thought where it's like you're a new actor, you <gasps> that film, they, it's that like they cut your scene. Or like that they cut like not that you're out of it. Yeah. I don't think I'm out of it because I was going to say spoiler alert, not spoiler. <laughs> I'm in the trailer for like a wee second. Yeah. Um, so oh, I'm I like, know that. yeah, I can, I'll send you the link friend, please. We'll post um, it on, on the, on the website. Yeah. We'll post show oh notes. my goodness. Yeah. Thank you everybody. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, continue. that's okay. Continue. So I think yeah, I, I will be seen. I will be in it, but the real fear is, okay, well I was in six scenes. I had 10 lines, but how many of those will actually show up? And like yeah. how many of those lines is the camera facing a different character or, you know what I mean? Just like so many different elements. You have no idea what I the final, to totally. You, you have no idea what the final result's going to be. So it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to promote yourself or it's hard to tell people because it's like, what if at the end you say it, it all happens and yeah. they're like, Oh, she wasn't really in it. I mean, that's a huge fear. <gasps> no, no, totally understand. Yeah. I had a recent thing happen to me, um, where I shot a, pilot episode of um an nyu uh like thesis film that they actually brought to a bunch of different fast film festivals which was yeah it was great and i had a great time on set and i was gonna bring this up in a different episode but hey this is totally relates i um 
I know it was submitted to all these festivals and I saw one of the cuts for, um, I went to the premiere at, um, when they did a little premiere in New York city, I went to that and all my scenes were in it. Okay. And I was like, Oh, this is great. And I really, and I was a supporting character. I, and one of my favorite scenes that I did was in it. And a few months later, he, ha- um, our director had brought it to LA for a few festivals there. And I emailed my director and I was like, Oh, can I get my scenes? Cause I'd love it for the real. And I knew, um, I was at the point in time where it was enough time had passed that I could get it for my reel. And he sent me back these clips. He sent me back the full video and he, and he said, Mark, mark the timestamps you want. Mm-hmm. And I played it. And one of my main scenes was totally cut. Mm-hmm. Oh pretty much God. the, um, pretty much the entire scene was cut. Wow. And, not, not that I was still in it, but mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes was cut. And I was like, damn it. I really liked that scene. And my director was so nice. And I emailed him back and I was like, oh, I, and honestly, I just didn't know how this worked. Yeah. And I emailed him and I said, oh, is there any way I could get that scene that was cut? Mm-hmm. And you know what he said? And I totally get it. I just did not know this, how this worked. And he emailed me and he said, I'm sorry, because this is the, the finished edit that we're sending to all these festivals. We can't have the part that is not mm-hmm. in it be anywhere online. So I can't send it to you. Oh, wow. And I was bummed, but you know, that's just how it works. Yeah. I learned a lot from being on set. I really liked the cast, the director, et cetera. But there are some times where you're just going to have some of your clips cut out. And, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was so, I would never like not do the job because I, it's a possibility of getting cut, right. getting edited out. But I did notice that yeah. I, yeah. I, and, and again, I totally respect his decision and everything, but it was just something I had to deal with. Like I won't get that footage. So anyway, yeah, that's it, crazy. It, it's, a, it's a really, just to hit that point home. Why not just do a third story, a version of that? And I'll make it quick, but it's, it's really important that you go into all these projects, uh, with the excitement of, Oh, I'm getting paid to do the thing i'm getting paid to act Mm -hmm. and not the oh i'll have footage for my reel um because it's it's the actual experience of the performance as opposed to what you end up with that i think you the as the actor should focus on that's the advice at least i gave to a friend who just booked a national commercial Mm. um and she's going out to la to shoot it and i told her that um when i did my first um major sad commercial uh i was co-starring with uh, a gentleman and he said yeah you know what the experience and what you learn is from now to when you fly back home everything else is just bonus but you don't think about that ever and i was just like yeah, yeah, yeah okay okay whatever anyways i filmed that commercial i come back i get an email from my agent and she's just like hey andrew uh, is there any way? And I'm like super busy. I'm in, in the middle of a show, the run of a show. She's like, any way you can audition for this uh, commercial. It's a very big one and has the potential to be very lucrative. And I'm like, I really don't have time. Screw it. I'll go. I'll just do it. I end up getting the commercial and it's amazing. And I'll, I can say what it is now. It was a L'Oreal commercial that was uh, with whom? with which starred Winona Ryder. And it was, uh, uh, it premiered at the Golden Globes and it was insane. It was directed by Roman Coppola, who's Francis Ford Coppola's uh, uh, son and the brother to the brilliant Sofia Coppola. Um, and she was on set. And so it was just like an incredible experience. I got to meet some incredible people. The Golden Globes happened. I land from a flight uh, Sunday at like 10 p.m. 
I'm sitting in my airplane seat. I go onto YouTube, search the, cause I know it's premiering and I'm like, finally one of the first commercials, like big ones that I'm in. I go, I search, um, the commercial, I watch it and I'm cut out of it. Five of the six principal actors are cut out of it. There's only one person besides Winona that's still in it and a background actor. And that was the first time I realized like, yeah, this, that's, that's, that part's not about me. What's, what's about the performance, you have no control, you over, have that. No control over it. And you just have to like really enjoy it. That's why it's so important to like go through the steps of your experience on the set is because that's what it is like for the actor. It's like, like enjoy live in every single one of these moments, learn, connect with people because if, if you do end up being in the final cut of it, that's amazing. That's so exciting. But it's the experience of working with fellow actors and getting to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, just to like hit that point home, because we've all experienced it. We will experience it again. There's many stories like a guy who got a big break. His big break was uh, The Godfather. Um, and he was so excited. Uh, I heard the story and and he ended up getting cut out of it. And that was going to be his big break. But he was cut out of The Godfather and you know, never really got that big break. And it's just, you hear these stories all the time. It will happen, but it's just be excited. And do you know about- who the actor was? And now I'm, he's I'm Jim Carrey. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's Jim Carrey. Um, that's yeah, good. It's important to remember that, that it's just like, that's the exciting part is and that's being the, on set. Like, and that's yeah. the business. Yeah. But to answer your question, you cannot see me anywhere besides high maintenance, but I did book that AEA. Workshop lab. You worked the yeah. you worked the lab. You booked the lab. I did Dude, book that, the congratulations. lab. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh my so, god. Wait. So, but is that a, can an audience members come to this? I don't think so. I think it's a private industry viewing at the end of it all. Dude, yeah, that's so amazing. When is that you, starting? Catherine. When is it? I start January 29th. I had to like change my whole life because it's like a month long. That's awesome. So like, you just get to work on this musical? For a whole month. Home yeah. street home. Oh God. <laughs> Who are the do you know who the writers are? Oh, um, we can look it up after. Yeah, I Okay. But what's really cool is actually a lot of it is based on real people. So I don't I don't know how much detail I can go into, but um the character I'm playing is Trashly. 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 Phenomenal. And so I think there's a character, there's a woman who helped write it, and I don't want to say this wrong, but sorry, sh- um, anyways, there's a character, there's, there's a couple people in it and it's about like, whatever, there's like punk music in it and all this stuff, but there's a dominatrix who's part of the creative team. And I'm pretty sure that she's going to be like who I work hand in hand with to create and develop this character. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it's just really interesting. So, um, where's it going up? Where? Or like where? Like some, they t- tend to be at like some random studios or like. Oh, I mean, I'm, we're rehearsing. Yeah. I don't know if it was at like theater or something. Or something. I think at the, in the end, like at the very end, the last two days are going to be performances and there will be in a, in a space. I don't know where yet, but for right now, I'm like just rehearsing in some like, you know, 42nd Street Studios mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. OK, so Miss Ari, I have to tell you that uh, something really fun that we do on our show every week is this thing called artistic inspiration. and it's all about um performances people articles books etc that are inspiring us as artists and why they're inspiring us etc and Mm -hmm. so we're gonna do a little convo about that really quickly right now so want to kick us off andrew sure absolutely uh if you haven't seen 
The End of the Fucking World. It's a series on Netflix. It's one season right now. You should go watch it. It's I think it's brilliant. I highly entertained. Um, the the lead actors are incredible. And I should have researched what their names are. But the lead woman is so good, Catherine. So good, Ari. It's it. She is just incredible. She's playing a teenager, but she, I turns out she's 25 years old. She looks like a teenager. It's it, it's so good. Her name is Jessica Barden. Oh, and Alex Lothar is the boy, the boy. from Imitation Game. I thought he was excellent. Oh. He's the young uh, Alan Turing. Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. Anyways, I highly recommend that show. It, it, it's uh, it, it's it's great writing. Uh, I think it's well directed. I don't know. It's just very enjoyable to watch. Each episode was like 20, 25 minutes, eight episodes. Quick, easy, entertaining. Yeah. I love it. Oh. I love it. All right. Am I sorry? I recently saw Farinelli and the King, which stars Mark Rylance. Ever heard of him? Marky Mark. <laughs> just a, other, just a friend. Other, other Mark. <laughs> Otherwise known as Marky Mark. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just saw him. So this is the first time that I actually have ever seen Mark Rylance perform. Never saw Dunkirk. Haven't seen him do live theater. I know. I know he's incredible. So I've heard. Actually, I I didn't know. But so I've heard. He's an impeccable classical actor. I mean, just actor in general. Very infamous. Legend. And had the pleasure of seeing him. And I mean, despite what the material was, if I like the play or not, or like whatever was happening, the one thing that I took away from seeing this person perform was that he is present and alive and like who he is entirely before his lines, before the circumstances of the show, before he is this character. That is what is so distinct about him and anyone I've ever seen is he's he's going already before he's like, what is this moment going to craft into? You don't you don't see him brewing. He just is like he's Mm -hmm. miles ahead of everybody he's performing with. And he just he's just like a raging bull through all of this stuff that. I constantly have in my head when I'm watching a show, I'm like, okay, now how did they get to that point? Okay. When they were studying that, oh, they totally did this. They did that. Like, you know, you, yeah. my mm-hmm. gears are constantly working when I'm watching somebody perform. But with him, he was just like, I was like, oh my God, I can't even catch this. I couldn't catch him. He was just, just so, so freaking alive. And I forget that so often that, you know, what we're doing, our job is to just be a human, like be who you're chosen for a re- like mm-hmm. get over the fact that you're like, am I good enough? Am I doing this? Is, am I giving it justice? Am I being valid and, and giving this it's due weight? It's like, God, you were, you're here for a reason. It's you for a reason. And he entirely owns up to that before. I think he even, I mean, like, I'm sure he knows who he is. I'm sure he knows what he's done, but um, it was just very humbling to see someone just be and, and give before anything mm-hmm. How, um did you see wolf hall Mm-mm. he played thomas cromwell in mm. that he's amazing in that as well mm-hmm. gosh he's so good and that also has claire foy the oh, from the crown our queen and damien lewis so good wow. she he well, he's he's really excellent he's yeah so good well that's what i'm saying i was able to like pick up so much from this like it wasn't a heavy play it mm-hmm. wasn't super dramatic and all this stuff like i just Felt like I got so much of a person from just this like really fun play. 
Wow. Go check it out. He's so good. He's so good. Catherine, what about you? Okay. So for me, I got to say, I got to last week do this really interesting thing that I'd never done before. I got to be a reader in auditions. And I know I've done, you know, bits and pieces of it for, um, you know, be a reader for other acting students in acting school, Mm -hmm. but I'd never done it for a professional audition before. And I got to be a reader. And it's awesome. Have you guys ever been a reader before? No. I have, yeah. Yeah? Where yes. were you a reader? Uh, it was uh, my third uh, third year. I was just helping out some film students gotcha. uh, after I came back from London. And oh, okay. Yeah, they were just doing a bunch of casting, and they were like, can you help me? And so it was, yeah, it was yeah. really informative. Yeah, I got to say, being a reader is so incredibly helpful, informative, and takes a lot of pressure off you know acting wise even though you are still acting as mm-hmm. the reader or I, I i mean i was i don't know if all so i feel like maybe some readers are some maybe told you know read it just very plain you know do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. by that yes yeah not yes i do not much emphasis or, right you know but anyway i i was acting through and i and i think that's what the director wanted and it was awesome to get to see from the other side of the table as an actor. Um, we had about this. It was one of my best friends who wrote this play and it was um, uh, the reading. Um, the, the auditions were being held at Atlantic and I got to go to Atlantic and Atlantic theater in New York city. And I got to be the reader for around, Oh man, it was like 60 auditions that came in over the course of two days. That's a lot. Yeah. And Whoa. it was awesome to get to see one, the range of, um, uh, talent uh it was a huge age range as in we saw people who are our age maybe even younger i swear there's a kid who was like a senior in high school who came in he was super young probably like 18 19 and then we saw people in like their 70s for part wow. so it was a wide range both male female it's it was a wide range anyway but i also got to see such so many little not uh, audition technique kind of little ticks that some actors have or like some things that I would turn after the actor left and our director would maybe like sometimes not be think like oh I I like that about that person oh that wasn't great you know I got to see little things that like behind the scene aspects and mm-hmm. you know um, some actors would bring in a lot of their um uh like materials, backpack, binder, et cetera, into the room. And it was a little distracting. Mm. And uh, we all kind of uh, behind the table kind of commented on that. And as in, it just took a while for them to put all their stuff down Mm -hmm. to finally say their P um, do the piece and then get all their stuff up. And it was kind of this awkward amount of time. And we noted, you know, as an actor, we'll just note this in the future that it is that this is just like one little thing that we picked up on is that it sometimes just clean to possibly leave your stuff outside if you can if it's safe and you know if you can and so it's not this like awkward amount of time in between of like picking up all your stuff and then we talked about how um there it's not always great to you know constantly be like shaking people's hands like i'm guessing there are a lot of directors who maybe like that but we, we we saw so many people that if everyone shook our hands it would just be like touching a lot of people and that was something again i picked up that you know maybe it's not always the best thing to go in and like immediately assert yourself and be you know a foot away from the person mm-hmm. because we're strangers to them right and so these are just like small things that you know I, i'll probably have the um hopefully we'll have the director on and the writer on and the producer 
producer on this uh, the podcast because they can give their take on it. But um, these are just little things we picked up. And it's just so interesting to see from a totally different viewpoint um, as a reader versus the actor coming in auditioning i mean that's already so insightful i was like whoa as you were just explaining all that (laughs) yeah it was it was really really interesting and i i highly recommend it if you get the opportunity to be a reader and i was saying all these lines and usually i'm very nervous you know going into auditions Mm -hmm. that's a, a thing i have i get pretty nervous and when i got to be a reader i got to relax and be like i'm not being judged here you know yeah yeah i'm not and but there are examples of readers being cast in things. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, the woman off of The Office, Phyllis, she was mm-hmm. one of the casting directors, directors, associates. And she was the reader for all these auditions for The that. Office. I did, did you, not I know, know yes. that. And they cast her in the show. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure it was like Michael Schur or who cast her, but they they thought she did such a good job as the reader. And she was cast in the show. Wow. Wow. So I just recommend being a, I just recommend being a reader. If you ever get the chance, I wasn't paid. I didn't, I just got to hang out and get to see from the other side of the table, how things happen. Yeah. That is my artistic inspiration. You were paid in knowledge. I was paid in knowledge. Exactly. This brings us to the end of the episode for helpful outside resources and links to where we found our information. Go to our website, www.rejectionpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at rejectpod. You can even email us at rejectionpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, or further insight into one's first onset experience. And uh, join us next week when we talk cover letters and resumes. And finally, and if you have been enjoying these episodes so far, we encourage you to go rate us on iTunes and give us a little review. It helps <laughs> other actors find us. And thank you so much for joining us, oh Ari. Goodness. And Ari, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Like Instagram, Twitter. Oh, totally Instagram. That's all. Uh, Ariana Raygoza. Can you spell it Can you spell it? Yeah. Yeah. A. R I A N A R A Y G O Z A. Yeah, yo. At before all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thanks again for joining us on a streetcar named Rejection. I'm Andrew El Ricci. And I'm Catherine Mullins. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>